Inflation's at a 40-year high, the market's feeling shaky, and we're just coming out of one of the biggest health scares of our lifetime. But let me share some good news. I'm Chris Herline, wealth manager and host of Wealth Radio on News Radio KLBJ. The successful families we work with at Reap Financial are still able to set their retirement dates with a high degree of confidence that they'll succeed. Want to know why they're so confident? Get your hands on our retirement planning checklist now. Just drop me an email, chris at wealthradio.com, and put checklist in the subject line. That's chris at wealthradio.com. They're live, local, and talking about the stories that matter to you. Share your opinions with Mark and Melinda at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Mark and Melinda. Good afternoon, 503. Tate is here producing. If you're just joining us, among the stories we've been discussing, Governor Greg Abbott announced today Texas is building an 80-acre military base for the Texas National Guard near Eagle Pass. 1,800 troops will be stationed there full-time, and they will be able to rapidly deploy to the places where they are needed along the border. We're also talking about the arrests and charges filed against two juveniles in connection with the shooting at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City, and the mayor of Kansas City saying today, guns are the problem. The availability of guns has to be addressed uh, here's Charlie in San Marcos at 504. Hello, Charlie. How are you? Oh, doing well. Heading home on a Friday. Very nice. What are your thoughts, Charlie? Well, I just wanted to point out that I, I believe there's an enforcement angle. Uh, uh, Melinda alluded to it, but how did these kids get guns? Um, there's a lot of laws I don't think are being enforced. Uh, and I also wanted to point out that the school Trump uh, initiated Operation Legend, which coincidentally was uh, named after a kid in Kansas City who was uh, killed by random gunfire. Apparently a very successful program, uh, thousands of guns and criminals taken off the street. And if you read down at the bottom of the Wikipedia page, uh, it mentions that uh, as soon as Biden was uh, installed into office, he uh, quietly uh, canceled the program. So. Uh, I think there's a lack of enforcement going on here with these kids. I remember the the little boy that you're talking about that that was named after. And I think it's interesting to have that mayor say that the accessibility is a big problem. Well, then I would expect charges then to be brought against these juveniles' um, guardians. If we really want to talk about it's too easy for these kids to get guns, well, let's hold the people responsible that should make sure that they didn't they don't get the guns. Mm-hmm. Did it come from the family home? If so, you charge them, just like we saw happen uh, with the other case, the school shooter's parents case. If it didn't come from the home, then where did it come from, and why was that kid allowed to be with those individuals? Charlie, thank you. Have a good weekend, sir. I think it's also important to examine the records of these two juveniles. Have they committed crimes in the past? If they have, were they put behind bars for any meaningful length of time? What was done to try to put them on a new course? 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts. Also today, the big story coming out of New York is the judge is levying a fine on former President Trump in that fraud trial in New York. A big fine. Yes. $354 million. The the New York Attorney General had asked for $370 million. 
Well, she's she's saying she got what she asked for and then some because uh, former President Donald Trump wasn't the only one fined. Both of his sons were fined four million dollars each. And then the CFO of the former Trump organization was also fined a million. So when you add it all up, uh, she got a little bit more than what she was asking for. Tate, uh, bring up the Fox News audio off of the TV for us, please. Here's former President Trump right now. Bring it up, Tate, off of the TV. He is uh, speaking right now in New York. Uh, Also, the judge has uh, ordered uh, former President Trump not to have anything to do with his businesses based in New York for three years. And his sons cannot have anything to do with the businesses for two years. Go ahead. And the judge knows that. He's just a corrupt person. And we knew that from the beginning. We knew it right from the beginning because he wouldn't give it to the commercial division. This judge thought Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million and it's worth anywhere from 50 to 100 times that amount. So we realized that. He ruled against me before he even got the case. He ruled against me. He said I was guilty. He didn't know what I was guilty of before he even got the case. And Letitia James, that's another case altogether. She's a horribly corrupt attorney general and it's all having to do with election interference. There were no victims because the banks made a lot of money. They made a hundred million dollars. And by the way, I paid approximately three hundred million dollars in taxes as the migrants come in and they take over New York. I paid over this period of years over three hundred million dollars in taxes and they want me out. Oh, let's see if we can get them out. These are radical left Democrats. They're lunatics. And it's election interfering. So I just want to thank you for being here. Uh, we'll appeal. We'll be successful, I think, because, frankly, if we're not successful, New York State is gone. People are moving out of New York State. And because of this, they're going to move out at a much faster rate. They used a statute. It's a consumer fraud statute that's never been used for a thing like this before. They used it on me because I'm running for president. I'm beating Biden by a lot. We're beating not only the Republicans were beating Biden by a lot. The poll came out today, we're up 20 points on Biden. If I weren't running, none of this stuff would have ever happened. None of these lawsuits would have ever happened. Nothing would, I would have had a nice life. But I enjoy this life for a different reason. We're gonna make America great again. These are corrupt people. These are people that shouldn't be allowed to do the things they do. And they're using this as weaponization against a political opponent who's up a lot in the polls and always will be because I'm competing with a man who can't put two sentences together, who doesn't know what he's doing. And we're heading into a third world war because of this guy. We have to win this election. They're doing everything possible to step in a way, but we're not gonna stand for it. So thank you very much. We will get back to work. Uh, it's a ridiculous award. Listen, a fine of $355 million for doing a perfect job, for having paid back alone with no defaults with no problems the banks were totally you know at the trial they testified we had an expert witness from the stern school at nyu that made a statement and i was very honored by his statement he's one of the most respected people anywhere in the country for doing this kind of thing expert wisdom he said this is one of the greatest financial statements i have ever witnessed before and he talked about even the detail So my numbers actually were extremely conservative. They saw this, so what the judge did is he brought down certain values like Mar-a-Lago, made it ridiculous, but the expert, after having all of this, 
testified to one of the best financial statements he's ever seen. And I was honored by that. But I also knew we have a corrupt judge. He's not a respected man. And again, I said before, he's been overturned on this case by the appellate division four times already. It's a record. Nobody's ever been overturned on one case four times. And I think very importantly, and I think ultimately the most important, we've employed tens of thousands of people in New York, and we pay taxes like few other people have ever paid in New York. And they don't care about that. They, it's, a, it's a state that's going bust. It's a state that's going bust because everybody's leaving. And it's all headed up by Biden, who's destroying our country. So this is Russia, this is China, this is what you've been reading about all your lives, and it's happening right here in our country. Thank you very much. We will stop it. We will make America great again. You have my word. Thank you very much. President Trump alive in Manhattan after receiving the penalty from the judge in that civil fraud trial brought by the state of New York. That man doesn't know when to turn it off. <laughs> and I think that that I, I can see. Trust me, I can see what people say when they say I don't care for the man uh, as far as how he speaks and stuff. He he could have just come out and said this isn't right. This He could even say, I think that this is corrupt, what's going on. This should have never happened. Uh, but he goes on and on and on. <laughs> well, he is uh, being hit with a tremendous fine. And don't forget, he and his uh, sons can't have anything to do with the businesses in New York. He can't for three years. The sons, two years. An independent uh, person will be appointed by the judge to run the companies. The state alleged that Trump had lied about the value of his properties in order to get a lower loan rate from Deutsche Bank, who did all of these massive loans with Trump. The state alleged that saved Trump $400 million in interest payments because uh, he overvalued the properties that brought down the interest that was charged by Deutsche Bank. But Deutsche Bank said Mm -hmm. they were very happy. They got paid back. Uh, They fought hard to get the Trump business. They were very pleased they got it. They had no complaints about their interactions and deals with Trump. Yeah, that's the the entirely strange thing about this. Like the man or not, how do you have no one that has complained that they felt defrauded by Trump? And then you have an attorney general who said, I'm going to go after Trump bring up these charges. And I'm seeing here that there also was a prejudgment interest that was imposed by the court. That means every day that that initial, that big fine that he was just given isn't paid, he's accruing interest. And that could be up to $98.6 million in interest. Mm -hmm. And when he appeals, he has to uh, put up money to take out a bond in the event that he might lose on appeal. Uh, So he is facing... Tremendous expenses, even if he ends up being victorious. And did you say the judge is going to appoint somebody to run the business? I know they barred him and his sons, but why can't he say, my daughter will be the one that steps up, or I know somebody that's not related to me that has run other businesses of mine that I would like to put in there? Why would the, the judge get to pick who runs it? The judge is in charge. He made the ruling. You can weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590.
touch base on that story. We've got the story out of Kansas City with the mayor saying we've got to do more about the guns. The availability of guns is the problem. And uh, Governor Greg Abbott announced today Texas is building a military base down there by Eagle Pass. Permanent stationing of 1,800 or more Texas Guard troops to deal with border issues. 512-836-0590. And now back to the Mark and Melinda Show, streaming live on the News Radio KLBJ app. 519, we hope you're having an excellent afternoon. Tate is here producing, and Larry is with us from 183. Good afternoon, Larry. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Welcome. What are your thoughts, Larry? Well, I just wanted to know who's going to get all that money. There's no victim. How can they pay the banks? Yeah, where does the, the fine go? Get a bonus? Huh? Where does the fine go? Is that where you're what you're asking? Exactly what I'm asking. Is the judge going to get a bonus? Does it go to the city of New York? What is it? Well, it, it may go into the state's general fund, Larry. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where it's going to end up, but it was a state case brought by the state attorney general. That's why I said perhaps it goes into the state general fund. Don't you suppose he's going to be uh, challenging this uh, verdict? Uh, yeah, he did say that he would appeal it. It just, how long does that take? Who, do, who does it go to? Does he have a better chance at an appeal court if it's there in New York? Or is it the same odds? Well, it is a state appeals court, and uh, you heard him in the news conference mention uh, this judge has already been overturned in this case four times by an appeals court on specific matters within the entire case. So I think that's one of the reasons why Trump is saying we feel pretty confident we're going to win on the appeals court level. Just the entirety of this case is so bizarre to me. You had the judge that said, yeah, he was guilty, and then got the case in front of him to decide the punishment phase of it. That seems odd. I don't know how many cases that usually happens in. And then it was earlier this week or the end of last week, and I never saw what happened with this. This judge said uh, he thought one of the people that testified on Trump's behalf that represents one of the banks thought that they lied on the stand, and he wanted to look into that further. Like, where did that come from? What gave him the notion that they were falsifying their testimony on the stand. And again, I never saw whatever came of that. Mm -hmm. Just so many odd things. The the other thing is, uh, who's who's he going to appoint to run the companies in the meantime? Yeah, that's a good question. I have not uh, seen any indication the judge has named that person. I'm just seeing that he wants... uh, uh, an independent outsider to run the company. Hopefully somebody with business experience. I mean, could you imagine You there's no requirements on who he can appoint and he can appoint anyone. They know nothing about business. And then, I, I mean, that's the end of Trump's business. And I know that for some people, that's their hope that they put him completely out of business. And does he have the opportunity to even sell his businesses there in New York? Or would they put a stop to that because he has potential to make money off of it? I don't think $300 million is going to shut his business down. He's a billionaire. Well, if you appoint somebody that knows nothing about his businesses to go and run it, they could run it into the ground. Larry, thank you. Have a good weekend. On your question, could Trump go ahead and just sell it all off real quickly? Uh, My guess is no. 
because this this judge is saying, look, you're frozen out for three years. You, you're not going to be able to sell it, run it, do anything. You and your sons are locked out. I, so he can't even, like, transfer ownership over to someone else. Right. So that... He can't do anything. Mm. Uh, Jonathan, Liberty Hill, welcome. 522, Mark and Melinda. Hey. How are you, Jonathan? Excellent, Mark and Melinda. So, obviously, this uh, so-called fine, whatever it's going to be, they're going to be able to pull these tax records out from the counties because the counties are the ones who's evaluating all the property. Well, if they have valued Mar-a-Lago Mar- at $18 million and it's worth $150 million, it's going to be a kick in the teeth for the counties, which is about time because counties gotten so greedy on property taxes. When he goes back and says, "Oh, well, the judge said it's only worth 18 million. Y'all say it's worth 150 million. I'll pay taxes on the 18 million, you idiots." Unfortunately, though, the the property that the judge said that was isn't in New York. It's in Florida. It doesn't matter, but you still have your property tax. Your property tax when you go. We put a building for sale in Taylor, for example. The county said it's worth $2.4 million. Our highest offer was $1 million. And so everybody in Taylor got their taxes reduced downtown because of the, uh, for the sale value of that. It was not where they said it was, should be $2.4 million. All these counties have gotten so greedy. They're stealing money from us left and right. When do we stop paying them? That's the big question. Jonathan, thank you, sir. You have a good one. 512-836-0590. Well, and while I get his point, I just, I, I'm just i saying a judge in New York probably isn't going to have much sway. It, that doesn't that argument that a judge in New York said my property was this much going to have much sway for Trump in Florida. Probably not. Uh, Deutsche Bank, remember, throughout this case, maintained uh, they did not feel defrauded by Trump and his team in any aspect of their business dealings. Uh, They even testified they worked very hard to get his business. They were very pleased with how it worked out. Uh, You heard Trump in his statement just a moment ago say we were never late on any payments. We paid, I think he said we paid $100 million in interest Mm -hmm. on the Deutsche Bank loans. But the state of New York said Trump lied about the value of his properties. He inflated the value. That enabled him to get a lower interest rate from Deutsche Bank and save money on interest payments. And again, if I remember correctly, the person for Deutsche Bank that was on the stand said we did our own evaluation. We were good with what was said. We we decided to go through with the loan. One of the biggest banks in the world. They didn't fall off a turnip truck yesterday. They do their own evaluations. They have independent appraisers. They check county appraisal districts to see what they're appraising the value for. They don't just take the word of some person when they're doing a multi-hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, and that's why this is so bizarre to me. Remove Trump from it. If this was happening to anyone and happened in this sequence, I think everyone would agree what was going on was bizarre. How did they even come to this? We're talking about years and years later that they decide to bring this up. There's no victims. In fact, the bank that was supposedly defrauded says, no, it was great for us. Mm -hmm. Well, Trump said in his statement there, this would only be happening to me. I'm the only one who would be enduring this. That was his point. Well, exactly. And so that's why you have to say when we, you know, earlier conversations about how you're how this is different here in America. And it seems like everybody's putting this against this. This is a prime example of this case should have never been brought. 
and probably would not have if Trump didn't announce he was running for president again. Quinn is on 183 with Mark and Melinda. Welcome, Quinn. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing fine. How are you guys? Very well, Quinn. Thank you. Awesome. I have a couple points. Um, I'm listening. I've been listening to you guys the whole day, and I enjoy it. And the, it, it just irritates me because I'm a 1099 employee, so I own my own business, okay? Yes. And it's frustrating to know that a business, I, and by the way, I grew up in Russia, and I was taught, you know, I, so I know communism, and I know the fundamentals of Marxism, okay? So it's frustrating when I know that a 1099 employee like myself, and a, that a, the government could come in and say, you know what? We don't want you to run your business. We, when, or in your family, we want somebody else that we don't know or that you don't know to run your business and make that money. So, of course, that person could corrupt the business. They could destroy the business during that time. They could do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, and it's not just that. It's corruption protects corruption. Okay? And that, what that means is gov- the gov- the, if Trump goes into presidency, he's going he's gonna to reveal the corruption behind, what's, behind everything, behind the Ukraine, behind whatever's going on. Okay, and they, they, can't, they can't allow that to happen. So they're protecting themselves. And that's exactly what Marxism does. It protects itself so that it doesn't get revealed. Because if it gets revealed, revolts happen. And Qu- that's what's, gonna, that's what's ultimately happening. Quinn, when they did, Quinn, when did you and your family leave Russia? I, I was adopted. I grew up there until I was 10. So I went to, I went to boarding school. I started boarding school. Um, I, I, um, and so I, I was... And I grew, I was there until 1998. So I grew up during the, uh, the, uh, the, during the fall slash beginning of the, um, the Cold War slash at the end of the Cold War, during the transitional period. And I'm familiar with what they taught in school about America and about, about the fundamentals of freedom or, or democracy, you know, how Marxism is a better suited um, uh, political stance against democracy. Yes. You know, because they use fear. They use fear to control. And if people know that the, 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 the government will lean on your business because you say something against them, the people don't revolt. Quinn, thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Have a good weekend. I'm curious if we're going to hear or see any statement from the Deutsche Bank, the person that testified, will they say anything? Because this is potential loss of money for them as well down the road. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll follow that and see what happens. We'll get you up to date with news next and more to cover live and local. Mark and Melinda on KLBJ. And now back to the Mark and Melinda show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. Thank you for joining us. Tate is here producing. We hope you're having an excellent Friday afternoon. The judge in the New York civil fraud trial of former President Trump said that uh, the Trump team, including the president and his two sons, showed no contrition and no remorse for what they did. Judge Ngoran said the documents prove that they lied and they inflated the value of their properties in order to save hundreds of millions of dollars on loan payments. And in addition, he also, Melinda, I just saw this in the Wall Street Journal, he said the Trump companies are barred from applying for or receiving any more loans with banks chartered in New York. That's pretty stout as well if, say, J.P. Morgan Chase is chartered in New York 
that's another blow to the company, not being able to get loans from the big banks in New York. One to say that he showed no remorse. The bank said he didn't do anything wrong. What, what is there to show remorse for if you don't think you did anything wrong? And 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 the there was no victim in this. Again, this it, it all sounds like a very one-sided, already mind-made-up interpretation of everything. And then going, it seems, beyond the scope of what you're supposed to do in a civil courtroom. It seems most times, isn't that just about a fine? You get fined, and that's the extent of the punishment here? I, I've, I haven't ever heard of, maybe it does happen, getting cut out of your company for some time, having some individual you have no idea who they are being appointed to run your company, mm-hmm. uh, saying that you can't bank with banks. It, it seems overstep, to say the least. <laughs> and that was Trump's whole point, wasn't it? When he stepped out moments ago and spoke live, which we carried here on KLBJ. Brian is with us at 535. Hello, Brian. Welcome. How are you? Hey, pretty good. How are you guys doing? Great, sir, so, Brian. Thank you. This is just a thought that crossed my head, okay? I mean, we can sit here and look at how people buy million-dollar mansions for $5 million here in the Austin area, and that's okay. But the thing that I see that I think everybody's you know, not missing, you got to put yourself in the mind of uh, a tyrannical narcissist, like which would be people who are suing Trump. Now, wouldn't it be poetic justice <clears throat> if one way or another, if one way or another, they get a hold of Trump's properties and they hand them over to the immigrants? Has anybody thought of that? I have not no. thought of that, no. Now, give it a little bit of thought, and it'll, it'll it'll start to you'll start to see it play out. That's all. You're saying you're saying the state of New York would confiscate some of his properties, like the Trump Tower, and say, "Okay, yeah. we're going to start moving them into here." Right. Well, they would. Well, yeah. If the state was to take over for, if he can't do nothing, if the assets are frozen, you can't pay all these. They could. They could easily change taxes because I believe New York City has their own set of taxes. Their own set of rules. So they'll play other loophole games once that they figure they won the lawsuit. Now, I mean, sky's the limit with these people. You're saying that would be their way of rubbing salt in his wounds? Oh, it, at least, it, yeah, that'd be a good place to start. Well, I think that, uh, that would be a big hurdle because there are actual people that live, just take the, the Trump Tower, that live there. That means they would have to boot them out mm-hmm. um, and take over their property. And then it, I, I think that that would be a pretty big step for them to I'm not going to throw it out as not a possibility mm, yes. <laughs> because as you as clearly we are seeing, anything can be a possibility. But they would be go they would be doing more damage than to just Trump. Letitia James, the attorney general, seemed very, very pleased. Oh, yes. With the penalties handed down by the judge. She She, she gave that line. Yeah, saying, uh, look, we're getting a lot here. We're very, very happy. And no one's above the law. Doesn't matter how rich you are. They've got got that line in there. Richard and Kyle, you're on with Mark and Melinda. Good afternoon, Richard. Welcome. Good good afternoon, guys. So, who did somebody get hurt in this? I mean, if 
like Melinda. Let's say, Melinda, I want to borrow $3,000 from you. I tell you I'm worth 6000 You give me the 3000 I pay you 4000 but I'm only really worth 1000 Who the Who got hurt? There was no victim that came forward in this. Exactly. So, you know, so he inflated his, his assets. I don't know a company that that doesn't inflate their assets to make themselves look good, you know? Well, and the person it, that he's said to have inflated it to said, we, we knew what was going on there. We checked everything out, and we decided to go ahead go with ahead. lending the money. So, again, if they decided to take on that responsibility, why— why is it up to the New York Attorney General to say, no, I, you were defrauded, trust me, you were, and I'm going to get you justice. You're one of the most sophisticated lenders in the world, but you got duped. Yeah. You but, got duped. Yes. But, so we're, we'll, take, we'll take money from, from Trump because you got duped, and we'll make you feel better because we took money from Trump, and, and we, we're going to use it for our purposes. Richard, thanks so much, sir. You have a good weekend. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> bye it bye. Is Thank you. Crazy. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. He's still laughing. I, I like his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, the hearing in Atlanta continued today. This is the case where Fonnie Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney, who's attempting to prosecute former President Trump on a criminal charge of election interference. Uh, is continuing before that judge over there. But uh, Carolyn Carter, legal analyst for MSNBC, says she believes the die is already cast. Based on all the testimony so far, she thinks it's a done deal. Fonnie Willis will be removed as the prosecutor in this case in Fulton County, Atlanta, Georgia. Right. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to, to the court. It's, it's a huge deal. I, I can't overstate it. So she's pointing out that Fonnie Willis and Mr. Wade both indicated to the court in legal filings when their relationship began But that was contradicted by Mm -hmm. witnesses on the stand who were under oath who said, no, it started much earlier than they've indicated to the court. Well, yeah, if you get up there on the stand and you you do not tell the truth on the stand. Yeah, she should step down. I I felt like she should have stepped down even when the impropriety was first brought up just to say, hey, I don't want this to have an impact on this case moving forward, so I'm going to remove myself from here. She did not do that. And then we've had two days of what I would say is is a circus of testimony and just strange bringing in her dad to testify on the stand. I have no idea what he had to do with the case, but there he was. And to me, it made her look, had she just stepped down, she could probably still keep her position. After her testifying yesterday, I don't know how that's possible. This legal analyst for MSNBC said if Fonnie Willis is disqualified from the Trump case, that is a major win for Trump. She says a new prosecutor has to be selected. They're going to want time to review the case, build up their team, 
that could be a major delay, and any delay works in Trump's favor. She said it's possible it might not occur before the 24 election, is her view on things. 512-836-0590. They wrapped up, didn't they, in that hearing in Fulton County? At least for today, I don't know if it's going on. I can't imagine that they're going to have a day three of the craziness, <laughs> but they may. How could the judge take it, listening right. to all that? Uh, Robert is in Leander, 542. Hey, Robert, how are you this afternoon? Hey, good. How are you all doing today? Fine, Robert. Welcome. So I wonder uh, if the people of the city of Austin are able to sue Steve Adler for paying exorbitant amounts for these hotels that were worth almost nothing compared to what they used our tax dollars on spending on nine of these hotels, nine hotels the city of Austin bought. Yeah, they didn't even have to inflate what they thought it was. They just said, let us give, you want, it's worth how much? Okay, let us double that for you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the exact same thing that they're accusing Trump of. And where are the numbers? Did they have the numbers in these trials of how they came up with supposed uh, to be uh, uh, the correct numbers that the judge is accusing him of? Well, Did they I talk about that at all in the trial. Yeah, well, I know in in the case of Trump's penthouse on top of Trump Tower, the state of New York argued that that Trump lied about the size of it. They, he claimed it was three times bigger than it is in reality. And that inflated the value of it, and that worked in his favor in getting these much lower interest rates from Deutsche Bank. Yeah, I don't know. I would. It'd be. It'd be neat to sit in on that and see all the the real information they came up with. But is Steve? I don't even know if Steve Eller. He probably moved right off to California right away. But um, he, he, Steve Eller is guilty of the exact same thing they're accusing Trump of. Robert, thank you. You have a good one. I think Adler's still in town. I don't think he's gone anywhere. I got to be honest. I I did not keep up with (laughs) what he did when he left office. (laughs) 512-836-0590. We will work in more of your comments coming up just ahead. 544 at KLBJ. And now back to the Mark and Melinda show. Join the conversation at 512-836-0590. Let's go to James at 546. Hi, James. Welcome. How are you? Hey, how you doing, sir? Great, James. Welcome. Hey, yes, sir. I'm, I'm kind of driving, so I've got a few hundred miles to go, and I came across your station. And, uh, you know, whether you like Trump or not, I mean, you know, I like his policies. I don't like sometimes him running his mouth, but I, I, I mean, this doesn't matter. It's, it's the rule of law. Um, you know, I spent 10 years in the military, fought overseas, you know, for freedom and, and trying to give people freedom. And then, you know, you come back to your own country and I don't even know what the heck's going on. You've got the, the, the current president, whether it's one box of documents or 20 in his garage, sitting in his Corvette, laying all around. Trump has, I don't care if he had 20 boxes more, they both did the same thing. One gets off, one's going to get you know, spend millions of dollars trying to defend himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got you know, prosecutors in Georgia, uh, the DA sleeping with each other. And, you know, there's, I mean, you know, there's collusion there. What's going on? Even if it just looks like it's improper, it's improper. I mean, it's, it goes against the rule of law. 
that lady should be disbarred. Both of them should be. The case thrown out with prejudice, and and then you know, let's go on to something else. This this property issue. I bought a strip center one time. The bank asked me what I thought it was worth. I told them. I told them what my assets were. They went and checked it out. It's their. It's it's their. Uh, theirs to do the due diligence. Look it out. They agreed to it. The bank president signed off on it, and I got the loan. I mean, am I liable now if they come back and say, you know, it was only worth this? You know, just just opens up so many things where you're just they're going to put everybody in jail. Yeah, James. Uh, that's that's part of the thing that is so baffling to so many people. Deutsche Bank uh, is is a professional lending operation, one of the very best in the world. Isn't These are that the, pretty much their only business is to lend money? <laughs> yeah, they are the elite of the elite. And the attorney general of New York said, oh, you got fooled by Trump. Let me show you exactly how you got fooled. You're a victim and you didn't even know it. So, so we do. Do we give the interest that Trump paid back? Uh, I mean, what? You know, I just don't understand. You've got to have, like one caller said, you've got to have a victim. There's no victim. There's there's no there, there's no lost money. Uh, Deutsche Bank made money, uh, and then to turn around and say that you can't do business in a state anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't see how the judge has that power. It's extraordinary. Um, it may be a record setter, James, in terms of rulings in the state of New York. Uh, we appreciate right. your we appreciate your call hey. and have a safe drive home, sir. Hey, thanks a lot. Y'all take care. Appreciate it. You too. Thank you for your service, James. Bye bye. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Does that mean Trump's not going to have to pay taxes in New York anymore? For any, he's not running his businesses. I know they're under his name, <laughs> but if he can't make any decisions and run it, does that mean okay? Well, I can't pay the taxes either. If he reports income from it. He, he, you bet they'll be knocking on the door for taxes. Is he going to be able to get the income? I know he's not running, can't be a part of the business. So how can he report that he got the income from it? Yeah, it gets thorny, doesn't it? Very it complicated. Really is just out there as far as okay. If you wanted to levy the fine, okay, to bar him from having anything to do with a business that he has built up. Uh, and to bar him from doing business with banks that's originated or in mm-hmm. New York. Oh, we'll work in more of your comments in just a moment, but we want to make sure that you're up to date on Governor Greg Abbott's announcement today. You may just be joining us. He announced that the state of Texas is building a permanent military base near Eagle Pass, 80 acres for at least 1,800 Texas National Guard members. Here's part of what Governor Abbott said about this military base. But what we need to be able to do, and, and that is to make sure that the National Guard has the flexibility and the proximity to any type of crossings uh, north or south of Shelby Park so that they will be able to move swiftly to those locations uh, and be able to uh, impede the ability for anybody to cross illegally. He says this base will have everything the Guard members need, including uh, helicopter pads for State Guard helicopters to come in and out. He says right now many of them are just staying in motels scattered throughout the region. Some of them have to drive an hour one way to get to their post each day. When this is completed, they'll be all together right there at one base. 
It seems like a smart decision, maybe a little late in coming to this conclusion, but smart decision. And as far as the amount of money, I'm sure it'll be expensive. But what were we paying for them to be in all the scattered rooms across wherever and then also for them to come in, uh, having to drive that commute? it probably will somewhat equal out. And mm-hmm. then I think also a positive to that is I think the the ones that are called up for this duty will be happier. That's been there, There's been a big complaint about the whole environment there. Surely this would make it better for them. They're all in one place. They have the outlet of what is on the base that they can go and do. They're not worrying about driving in. They're not worrying about where they're staying. I just think overall, it's a good decision. The governor also said uh, the Texas Guard will be putting down additional miles of razor wire in that vicinity of Eagle Pass. He didn't specify how many miles, but he said we're extending the razor wire protections. And he said what we're doing is working. He says apprehensions in that area are 1% of what they were in December in that same area, and he's attributing this to all of the steps taken by the state of Texas in that Eagle Pass sector. Imagine that. You put up barriers and you have individuals on the border repelling you, you know, say, go back, Mm -hmm. don't cross here, and it worked? It's amazing. Scott's with us from North Austin. Mark and Melinda, good afternoon. Scott, how are you today? Doing fine. How are y'all? Very well, Scott. Thank you. One thing that a lot of us seem to forget, especially those who are so anti-Trump, is that a number of these prosecutors, like the New York AG and and Alvin Bragg in Manhattan, ran on the promise to get Trump. And then they take things that aren't crimes, and they twist the law to make it so that it is a crime. For example, Letitia James had to toss, and the judge, Aragon, had to toss out standard business practices in order to get a fraud. And even if you add in the, the apartment, the real size has been in documents in those banks since 1994. And even if he lied about it, it's only like 1% of his net worth. Yes. Uh, Alvin Bragg, normally you prosecute the guy who does the extortion, not the person who, pay, who who's being extorted. And in Fannie Will, Willis, she's basically charging the First Amendment. There, there's, I've known dozens of politicians who said, look, I really know I've got the post. We've got to find them. You know, you know, look harder for them while the account is going on. If you're going to prosecute that, you can prosecute anybody who loses an election. I mean, this is ridiculous. And, a, and an indictment is just the prosecutor's side of the story. You, you're not hearing from the defense. You're not hearing uh, alibis or, or, or exceptions or other things like that that would show that you're not guilty. Yeah, on your point about uh, the Georgia case, Al Gore's lead lawyer in Florida, Alan Dershowitz, said, you bet we were making calls saying we need to find more votes. Keep looking. You may have missed something. We only need a few hundred votes to win Florida. He said we were making those calls left and right. And in his view, he said that's what Trump was doing. Yeah, keep looking. We may have missed something is way different than can you go ahead and make up some votes for us? Like go ahead and fill out the ballots and say that we, we're we the winner on that ballot? Which is what Gore did, actually. But also Hillary Clinton and Al Gore also went to that hearing where they certify the vote and ask people to change their votes, ask for ballots to be or electors to be tossed out, just like Trump did. You don't prosecute people for that because it's a First Amendment issue. 
Scott, thank you. Have a good evening. 512-836-0590. The Border Report today is reporting that uh, shelters in Tijuana, Mexico, that are sheltering illegal immigrants who are hoping to get into the United States, are very afraid of Trump winning in 2024. Jose Maria Garcia Lara is director of one of the shelters there in Tijuana. He says the asylum seekers are in fear right now that Trump will get back in the White House and the doors will close and they won't be able to get into the United States. As should it be. (laughs) Uh, There should be a fear that you are not going to be allowed to cross illegally into the United States. If you have a concern, go about it the legal way. That's the part that is just so frustrating is we we provide a way. We provide a way for you to come here legally. That's what we're asking you to do. Do it the legal way. If you're going to do it illegally, yeah, you should be concerned. You should be afraid. The director of this shelter in Tijuana says he's trying to reassure the migrants that uh, even if Trump were to win, it would take him months to get his policies in place and operating. So you would still have a few months of opportunity to get into the United States. That's his message to these people. And he runs the Juventude 2000 shelter in Tijuana. So get ready. We may see another big surge coming, trying to get in before November. That'll do it for today's show. Thank you so much. We appreciate your listening and calling in and participating. Melinda, you have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. We'll see y'all back here on Monday. Yes, we're here every weekday, live and local, 2 to 6. Mark and Melinda, Tate, great job. Thank you. The news is next. Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults aged 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ.